You're listening to the last of our four prologues to Lore and Legend Season 2, The Gates of Dream. This is Lore and Legend, The Lord of Dreams. Wing-footed Hermes floats through the caverns of dream. All is silent, but for a gentle trickle of water, so faint you can barely make it out, far back at the furthest reaches of the cavern, the river Lethe is flowing. The river of forgetfulness, of unknowing, oblivion, is idling its brief path through the lands of sleep. And then silently, it drops deeper into the underworld. Hermes knows this way well, for this is where he guides the souls of the dead on necessity's dread path, to their final resting place in Tartarus or the fields of Asphodel, the lands that permit no return. Hermes, however, is flying from them out of the world of darkness, His father, Zeus, granted him the means to make this passage, to carry the messages from Hades to the gods of Olympus, just as he carries their messages back down below. As he glides through the halls of sleep where no light can pierce, Hermes remembers his first journey down this way. He saw the souls who had parted from their lives, drifting through these realms without direction. It pleased him to think that no matter how great they had been above, all men and women were equal here, robbed of purpose, sense and memory. Hermes saw some fun to be had. He flew ahead and flocks of souls followed him down the Lethe in a final twisting dance and he smiled to himself. Somewhere, in the lands of waking, that smile is emerging. The chisel carves through the marble, and what had been a block of unbroken stone is now the likeness of a handsome youth with the form of an athlete and a mischievous grin upon his face. And by leading the souls to where they must ultimately rest, Hermes won the favour of the gods of Hades. They made him the guide of dead souls and gave him a gift for his task. A wand of wood cut from the tree that grows on the banks of the Lethe. With this wand, Hermes can lull the waker down to the depths of slumber, into the land of dreams. And with that same wand, He can lead them back up into the light, into wakefulness once more. It was this one that Hermes used in battle against the mighty Argus. Few expected him to succeed, for Argus was a giant with a hundred eyes, and Hermes no more than a youth. Yet Hermes did not try to best the giant. He merely talked and he talked for so long 
that the giant became weary and his eyes began to droop. The Lethian one then soothed those tired eyes and sealed their slumber. And then without pausing for a moment, Hermes took up his blade and severed the giant's all-watching head from his body. The wand is the final touch. With the grain of the Lethian wood etched into the stone surface, the god has finally taken on his full form. The sculptor sits back to marvel. Every inch of that statue precisely defined, from the fibre of his muscles to the angle of his cheekbones. The sculptor has made many fine works in his time, but this is it. This is his masterpiece. What songs have been sung of Hermes, that god of a thousand schemes, prince of thieves? the messenger, the guide, the trickster. Though he is a god of Olympus and does not belong to these dark lands, he can fly through them as he pleases, being both their emissary and their harbinger. This time, however, he bears no message. He carries out no task for any master, and yet he travels with speed and determination. He flies on and up the passage ahead, leaving the wilting lands of sleep behind him, just as the dreams have begun to shake loose from their perches, he rises with them up, up towards the gates of dream. And now, out of them, swarms of dream tumble and twist their way and begin to swim through the air towards the day-weary sleepers. Hermes has cloaked himself in their colours, and he flies over the dark waters of the sea until he comes to the home of a sculptor. Despite just finishing his masterpiece, the sculptor's sleep is troubled. He has a decision to make, and it plays on his mind, never allowing him the peace of true rest. Two men have come separately to his workshop, both offering fine payment for his statue. The first, an aristocrat of some standing, seeking a tombstone for his son, who had tragically perished from the plague. Truly, it would be an honour to have carved the tombstone of a man of such standing. But the other buyer was an architect, and he would use the statue in a shrine as a consecrated idol of the god himself. What nobler heights could an artist strive to? The sculptor had sworn he would decide by tomorrow. In his sleep, he stands before the gates of dream. Out of them, dreams of form. Dreams of truth and clarity. Deceptive, misleading dreams. Dreams of all shapes and sizes, all arcing towards the sculptor and bringing him visions of reward and peril. He sees great riches. He sees ruin. He sees omens, foul and fair, and some he has no idea how to interpret. It's overwhelming. He cannot trust anything that comes before his eyes. Then the dreams part. Once more he is before those mighty gates, and before him is a figure. That same figure, the one he has spent so many days gazing upon with intimate focus. 
so familiar is every contour of that pose. It comes as a ghastly shock when the body begins to move. The freeze of the pose is broken, muscles shift, the eyes turn to look upon him directly. The sculptor drops to his knees. This is him. No mere likeness, but the real Hermes manifest, son of Maya, slayer of Argus, luck-bringer of the gods. And Hermes opens his mouth to speak. It seems that our roles have been reversed, the god calls down. And that now I face yours to decide. It is up to you whether I will become a dead man or a god. You've been listening to Lore and Legend, The Lord of Dreams, a mini-episode and prologue to our second series of stories, The Gates of Dream, exploring Greek myths of the gods and the spirits of the underworld, the lands of dream, death, and darkest fate. Visit www.loreandlegend.co.uk to read about the mythology and sources that directly inspired this story. This episode featured music by Michael Levy and Caleb Hennessy. Find out more about Michael's music at www.ancientliar.com and Caleb's music at calebhennessy.bandcamp.com or by checking out the links in the episode notes. Our second series, The Gates of Dream, features four minisodes and nine full episodes with myths and legends interpreted by storytellers Rick Scott and Sebastian O'Dell. There's authentic music from lyre players Michael Levy and the Sekilo Museum of Ancient Instruments, as well as soundtracks by composer Caleb Hennessy. And its production has been directly supported by our patrons Paul Jackson, Christy Carson and Sean Powell. If you'd also like to help us make content like this, be sure to visit our website and find out how you too can support us one time or on an ongoing basis.